Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Well, hello, Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 192 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Welcome. Wonderful to have you here for this week's episode. Whether you are a regular long-term listener of the podcast, the podcast has been going for almost three years now, you know, which is kind of exciting, or you're one of our new listeners, welcome. It is wonderful to have you here. And I'm curious before we dive into today's episode, how are you tracking in the lead up to Christmas? I've um, been doing a bit of driving lately because my daughter has her L's, so we're doing a lot of driving and uh, decorations are out early. Lots of people have gone hard with their Christmas decorations early, which I love because I love Christmas. But I'm also noticing a little bit of um, interesting kind of tension in the air with lots of businesses I'm working with at the moment. Um, it Every year I say this, oh my God, Christmas is upon us and it's like it's some kind of shock. But it does feel a little like that this year. There was kind of no lead up and then suddenly it's smack bang in that lead up to Christmas time. And I think people are feeling a little bit of, you know, interesting vibes going on is what I'll say out there in the market. And I guess that's kind of what leads me to today's episode. Um, So how are you tracking firstly in the lead up to Christmas? Let us know. And the best way to do that, of course, is to come and join us in the Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is in today's show notes, wherever you're listening. Let us know how you're feeling in the lead up to Christmas in your business, how you're feeling about the team. Are you noticing anything? This is a good time to really be paying attention to uh, changes in behavior, changes in attitude at work. Um, It can be a very telling time this time of year. I'm keen to hear how you're tracking. But as I mentioned, this is kind of what's led to what I wanted to chat about today on the podcast, because I'm feeling like we're heading into a season of change for both businesses and employees at the moment. I don't know whether you're feeling it. I sometimes just... um, I notice trends a lot, obviously, because I'm working with lots of different businesses each and every week, you know, members of People Powered HR, our Power Boss coaching group, um, as well as my consulting clients. And I often see trends or just patterns. And this is what I'm noticing at the moment. And this is often what I'll talk about on the podcast, things that I'm seeing and people say, that's exactly what's going on for me. So I'm wondering whether this is going on for you, but I'm sensing a little bit of a season of change. Interestingly, because we don't often see this pre-Christmas. Usually pre-Christmas people hold tight um, and just white knuckle through to the end of the year. And then we see change in January and February. But um, I'm sensing it now. I'm sensing it right now, in fact. I'm seeing staff members make change, which is really hard as a business owner or a manager of a team to navigate, especially at this time of year. It's like one of those things that you just think, no. It's really tough, but I'm seeing it. And I think we have to acknowledge that there's some stuff happening economically that is going to cause our team to consider what they need as a family unit or as a personal individual. 
in order to make ends meet, unfortunately. For some people, it is very much week to week and they have to make tough decisions. They, they may have to leave jobs that they actually really like, leave employers that they love working for because financially they've got to make different decisions and it's really hard, right? So there's a bit of that going on. I think there's a lot of pressure on individuals and businesses right now and, of course, pressure forces change sometimes that we don't necessarily want. But also for us business owners, I'm sensing a little season of change and some of it is actually really good change. You thought I was going to go all doom and gloom, didn't you? Um, But it's interesting because I think, you know, I talk a lot about the importance of planning at this time of year. So at the time this episode's going live, it's sort of mid-ish November. Um, And this is a high season for planning. It's a time I encourage planning with business owners um, because we really need to think forward to next year. And if we don't start planning till January, guess what? Our plans aren't starting to take action until March or April. So um, this is a time I'm talking about planning. And of course, planning may very well foster and facilitate change. So sometimes change is hard, change that we're not in control of, that we're not very happy about. It's tough, totally. Sometimes we have to make changes because we need to meet the market because things are changing, because our cost of doing our business and getting our products delivered changes, right? But sometimes we also avoid change because change can be hard. We don't want to make the tough decisions. And that's a little bit of what I'm focused on today. Today, I want to talk to you about why it is that the team that got you here, where your business is right now, may not be the right team to get you there, to get you to where you want to go next. And that can sometimes, well, it's always going to involve change and it can sometimes involve some really tough decisions. So today, I want to chat about why that is the case, why the team that got you here isn't the right team to move you forward how to identify some of those needs for change, how to figure that out, because it's really hard when you're in the weeds. I totally get it. And how to deal with gaps and surplus on your team and how to make those tough decisions. So firstly, let's unpack this, because I think this is a really, really difficult quandary to find ourselves in as business owners, to even think that the team that we've built so painstakingly with so much effort, time and energy is maybe not the right team to get us moving forward. The truth is, as we're growing our businesses, we need different skills, different energies, different individuals at different times in our journey. And as we're growing, we are going to need to change what we need. But so often what I see happen is we hold on tight to the people that we've bought on the journey so far because We love them. They've been loyal. We don't want to let them down. We feel responsible for them. There's a whole range of reasons, which we'll unpack, obviously, but they're holding our business back. So when we start growing our business, you know, every business starts with an idea, right? It might be, I really want to do this job. I want to be an occupational therapist. I want to start my own occupational therapy practice, or I see an opportunity. When I first started my business, I always knew I wanted to have a business and, and, I used, to, I used to call it building the empire. I wanted to build a really big business, which is so ironic. Um, but I, so I was always going to have my own business. It's kind of in my blood. I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I didn't know that I was going to start the business I started. And I didn't know I was going to start it in the way that I started it because I saw a gap in the market 
an opportunity. And that's probably something that I really gravitate towards, seeing gaps in marketplaces. And I guess in a bit of a serendipitous moment, I also was faced with needing to make a decision about a very important role that I was holding that I had only just started and that was going to have some change happening. So, you know, the world's aligned and I saw an opportunity and I needed to make a decision about a career path. And within a week, I had a business set up and running. So for some of us, it's that kind of um, decision. So, it, But everything starts with an idea, right? Whether it's a gap in the market, whether it's a, a an idea for a product or service you want to deliver, whether it's an idea that I want to um, provide this service and you've got a particular um, skill set, you're an accountant, you're an allied health practice, whatever, you're a tradie, whatever the case might be, and you want to go into business for yourself. It all starts with an idea. And so your, your business in the beginning is always very much idea-powered. Some, for some of you, very idealistically powered because you want to make a big impact in the world or a change in the world. Uh, you want to make better quality products. You want to build amazing homes, whatever it is. And for a period of time, everything is about how to bring that idea to life and make that a reality. And often it's very much on us in the, in the early days, but we will get support around us in different ways when we first start the business. But everything is about bringing this idea to life and the skills and the resources we need to do that are one thing. The business then transitions to become you powered. You're the leader. You are maybe getting subcontractors. You may be getting outsourced providers to help you. Maybe you've got a VA. Perhaps your partner's helping you or your kids are helping you run your business. But it's very much focused on you positioning this business and you're getting support around you and the support you need looks like one thing. You grow your team and you become powered by individual people individual persons in your business. You'll have someone that maybe you've got an accountant or a bookkeeper doing your books for you. So you have this little um, almost discombobulated group of people doing different things, but it's helping to grow your business. And then your business becomes team powered. You're growing out teams within your business. You've got a team of plumbers, a team of carpenters, potentially. Maybe you've got a team of sparkies. Um, Maybe you've got a marketing team and a customer service team and a sales team. You've got teams of people within your business. And when you finally get to lift yourself out of the day-to-day running of things, you've got other people running things for you. That's when your business truly becomes people-powered. But at every point in that journey, the people that got you to the first and the second and the third stage are different people to what you are going to need moving forward. And of course, as part of this, your role changes. You stop being the one doing everything, hopefully with any luck. You are clearer on the clients you want to work with, the type of products you want to build, the services you want to deliver. You move from having outsourced people, maybe you've got a VA, and then you've got an office manager. So things change from outsourced to insourced. And how you do what you do, what you do, usually changes over time. I don't think many of us get into business and the exact thing we started out doing is the exact thing we ended up doing. It it changes. Technology changes. It all evolves. So the people that got us to one point in time are simply not the same people that are going to help build our business forward. I'm thinking of a great example, actually, of a a client that I worked with for many years. They're a friend as well. And they purchased a business and purchased the people that were with that business. It was a small team. Very good at spotting opportunities for growth in businesses, this particular individual. And they started with that team that they'd purchased with the business. But very quickly became apparent that whilst for the first year, whilst they were getting a handle on how to build the products, who the clients were, how to 
get the better margin, all those things. That team was great because they kept it running steady as she goes. Uh, They were able to help with the knowledge building. But it became very clear for the growth trajectory they wanted for that business, and they had very big grand plans, which they achieved, they needed a different team. And whilst some of the team had done well, they were not the right team to bring this business forward. So they had to make some difficult decisions and changes around that. And it's about identifying what that is because that team would have never got that business to where it ended up being when they sold it. So sometimes that's easy. And particularly if you're a certain type of personality and certain type of business owner, we can make ruthless decisions a lot easier. But for many of you, that's incredibly difficult. So how do you objectively identify when you need to make change, when actually the team that you've got is not the right team to move forward, or or it might be not the entire team, it might be certain individuals on the team, of course. What you're effectively looking for is where you've got a mismatch of things. And I'm going to share with you an exercise you can do to really help with this. But I think fundamentally, what you've got to do first is get really clear on where you are going. (laughs) Because until you're clear on that, very hard to build the right team around it. I had a conversation with a client just this week about that. They asked for the HR plan for next year. And I said, sure, what's the business plan for next year? And I'll build that for you. So you cannot build the right team without a clear direction on where you are going because you won't be clear about what you need to get you there. So the first thing you need to do before you even think about changing your team is to figure out where you are going, right? So you need to be clear. What is the direction of my business? What do I want to be doing in 12 months time? You know, are there particular financial goals? Maybe it's productivity goals. It could be a whole range of things. And thinking 12 months out is essential. If you want to then go forward and think three and five years out, absolutely go for it. No dramas with that at all. But at least 12 months out before you're going to be thinking about making any changes to your team. So get clear on that first. Do some planning. It's really important. Once you're clear on that, the exercise that I recommend you do, and I'll put, we've done a whole episode on this, so I'll put a link in today's show notes on where you can listen to that, is the clean slate exercise, I call it. It's an exercise I've developed after working with thousands and thousands of businesses, and it's a really simple but super powerful way to plan out your ideal structure for this future plan of your business. It involves forgetting about your current team, hardest part of the exercise, and mapping out, if I was to start again, what is the ideal team? What team do I need to help me get there? And importantly, it's about planning out your role first as well, which sometimes we tend to leave to the last minute. So I'll put a link in today's show notes to that episode that actually unpacks that exercise. Or if you're actually, if you're listening to this episode around the time it's going live, we will be running a 2024 team planning workshop And we're going to do this exercise live. Highly encourage you to come along to that. Um, You can get access at peoplepowerbusiness.com.au forward slash plan. Also put a link in today's show notes. But this exercise is very powerful in helping you plan out your ideal structure for your business. And what this exercise delivers to you is it highlights, I'll put it's a spotlight on, where you have gaps in the skills that you need in your business to be able to deliver this future business plan and where you have surplus. And the surplus is the hard one for most of you to deal with. So when I say surplus, what you've got is you've got a resource on your team who isn't being fully utilized or maybe isn't being effectively utilized at all. 
And this is the part where the people that have got you where you are now are not necessarily the same people to get you to where you want to go. And so we, if you run through this clean slate exercise and you find that you have a surplus, this is where you may need to make tough decisions because maybe this person is costing you salary that you could be spending on something that you really need in your business. Maybe they just aren't right for the future direction of the business. And that is totally okay. But they, these are hard decisions to make. So what do you do if you've identified you've got a resource that isn't being fully utilized? No, you don't just cut them loose necessarily. But maybe that is the answer, actually. But I like to pose uh, three key questions when I'm thinking about surplus in a, in a resourcing capacity in a business. The first question I ask is are they a great fit? Culturally, values, alignment, are they someone we absolutely want to have in this business? Because if the answer is yes, well, firstly, if the answer is no to that, you you definitely want to look at an exit plan for that person and make sure you get advice on that, obviously. But if they are a great fit and the values alignment is there, those people are hard to find, right? They're probably one one of your most loyal employees. So I would be looking at... The second question, which is, are they coachable, trainable? Do they want to learn and develop new skills? And if so, can they fill a gap that you've currently got on your team? Because it is hard, right, to find someone that is a great fit for your business, that is all about what you're about, that is that has the values alignment, that is someone that is great to have around, highly motivated. If they are coachable and trainable and they want to learn new skills, cross-train them into where you have a gap. Don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Look at where you can better utilize their skills, their fit in your business by developing their skill set in a different area. If they want to learn, they will be so grateful that you've given that op- them that opportunity to learn and it will be a faster solution to filling your gap than going to market to hire every single time. Because that's fraught with risk, right? We know that 46% of new hires fail. So that's what I would do if I have surplus. But if you have someone that is in surplus, so they're not being fully utilized, and they're actually not a great cultural fit for your business, they're costing you money as a surplus. You need to look at an exit strategy. and You need to do it legally and with all the compliance with the Fair Work Act, you know, disclaimer all around that, get advice, do it correctly. But don't feel bad about the fact that that person is no longer who you need to move forward. There are absolutely not only compliant ways you need to do it but there are ways that you can really empathetically exit an employee with grace with humility with support there's so much support you can offer someone if you need to exit them from your business it's business it's not personal and in small business we tend to be really good at not making these tough decisions because we feel responsible we feel bad we feel like, oh, you know, I'll be putting them in a difficult position. Maybe. But you can you can support them in that transition. It doesn't have to be nasty. There are really good ways you can exit someone if you've got that surplus. But holding on to them is holding your business back. Because just because they were the right person to get you to where you are now does not mean they are the right person for the future of your business. And that can feel hard to make those decisions. I totally acknowledge that. But this is your business. You get to make those decisions. And if you've got goals, I want to see you achieve them. And that means having the right team around you. So let's just recap 
today's conversation. The reality in business as we grow is that the team that got us to where we are now is not necessarily, and often not at all, the team that we need to move us forward. There are some really simple ways that we can identify that need for change and where our gaps and surplus are, and there'll be a link to the Clean Slate exercise episode of the podcast in today's show notes. And once you're clear on where your gaps and surplus are, there are things you can do. There is action you can take right now, even if it does mean needing to exit someone from your business, because that creates the space to allow you to recruit a different team member, to access different resources and to help move your business forward. So if like many businesses that I'm working with at the moment, you're feeling this is a little season of change, just know you are not alone and that change can sometimes be super exciting and a really good thing for business. In fact, change is essential to the lifeblood of our business. So I hope you've enjoyed that little chat today. Thank you for joining me. As always, please feel free to join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. Link is in today's show notes, wherever you are listening to this episode. And I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, have an awesome week.